This is a Voice It podcast. I'm KLG and each episode I'll bring to you different stories from business people across the UK on It's Your Business. Everyone has a story to tell. Why not voice it? Voiceitpodcastagency.co.uk In this series, we deliberately use equipment that you might already have in your business, ensuring that you have the opportunity to make your very own business podcast. More about that on my website. Hello and welcome to this episode of It's Your Business with me, KLG. And in my studio today, I have the wonderful Alison McMath. Hello, Alison. Hello, Kath. I'm really excited to be talking to you. Thank you for asking me. I have been looking at your photographs and I have to say, I've been blown away. There's something about them. There's something different. There's something that I haven't seen before. And I was keen to learn more about you. And that's why I've got you on the show today. So, Alison McMath, photographer in Chorley. Now, I believe you came to this a little bit later in life. So, when did you start your photography? Yeah, well, I did get into it later in life. That's actually putting it lightly because it was just before my 50th birthday. And um, I'd been working a lot alongside photographers for a number of years doing makeup and hairstyling. And I kind of wanted to capture the hair and makeup that I'd, I'd done for myself because I didn't always get the images back that I wanted so I asked my husband if he'd gift me a camera for my big 5 and and that was it. The rest is history, really. Once I'd seen what I'd created, then I wanted to learn more. It just became an absolute passion. Well, that absolutely comes across. So you started photography yourself at 50. Hmm. This has to be an absolute positive for anybody reaching a milestone age that you can change and do whatever you want whenever you want how did other people react to that completely changing your career I don't know really I've I've never really bothered what anybody else has thought I just go with what my gut is and what my passions are and whatever I do and whatever I've done I do it to the best of my ability so I just was so motivated to to learn more and um I thought well I I don't want to go to college not at 50 um so I joined some photography societies and I worked with mentors and I practiced I built my portfolio over a number of years um and then you know when I felt confident in in my abilities, then I went professional. So did you carry on with your other career, makeup artist, alongside until you felt, I am now professional enough to say I'm a photographer? Yeah, it's really strange because the day I got my camera, I booked onto a workshop, it was Hollywood Lighting, and I walked into the workshop and the first thing I said when I introduced myself to everyone is, hi, I'm Alison, and just to let you know, I'm not a photographer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because I thought, I'm going to put that out there because I had no idea how my camera worked, not a clue, and it was quite um, 
a sort of technical course, but I thought, well, I'm just going to go for it because I love the old Hollywood lighting setups and everyone was really kind, you know, on, on that workshop. And um, I came out of it, had some great images, had no idea still what I was doing because everyone else was helping me and saying, do this, do that. But I then went on to a light of photography 101 course and then again started working with mentors and just practiced and made mistakes, you know. But everything that I did, I put everything into it, even when I didn't have that knowledge. I mean, I remember going into a studio that I'd hired from a friend and um, I put a light here, a light there, took the photos. I'd spent ages doing the makeup and styling. And um, I've put some of those photos forward for um, sort of critique and they got really good feedback. And I thought, wow, I didn't know what I was doing then, you know, and they still got good feedback because I think I put so much into it that I still created a, a beautiful image. It's great, really, because you've always been creative in the makeup artist world, working alongside photographers, you'll have picked up lots, but you obviously have a feel for it, for those first photos to get such good critique. Yeah, I mean, I started off when I left school working in fashion. So, I mean, art at school was the main thing that I was good at. And I got a place at fashion college. Um, it was Wigan Technical College. It was a fashion diploma. So I loved drawing. I loved art. And even then, when I was 17, 18, I was working alongside the people that were doing photography because they took photographs of my fashion creations, you know. So at every stage of my career, I've worked alongside photographers, but I've never been the sort of person, you know, when you get photographers that say, oh, I picked up a camera when I was six and I've always been into photography of some, that wasn't me at all no. until I was 50 and I just something clicked, pardon the pun, clicked with me and I'm like, oh my God, I love this. I want to get better. And I don't know, go figure. It just it just happened like that. I know. It's funny. I wonder why. Because you, you've always been alongside photographers. Mm -hmm. Maybe at that point you just thought, well, I'm doing my job. They're doing yeah, their job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even, yeah, even jobs that I've done, I've, I've worked in uh, in photography studios and doing makeup for them. And... I've assisted as well, but I've I never really took it on board. In fact, I could kick myself now when I think back at all the opportunities that I had back in the day. But it was, yeah, it just must be the way it was meant to be. You probably did take a lot on board, but you didn't realise you were. Yeah, yeah um, probably. You know, a lot of that would be sinking in where people were saying, well, you put the light in here or you do this or let's kneel down for this at best angle. All those things would be going in into your subconscious that you wouldn't know that it was happening at the time. Yeah, probably. But for people listening that might think, do you know what? I'm too old to change careers and things like that. You don't have to go the conventional route. You don't have to go to university. You don't have to do what everyone else did. Like you said, you book yourself courses, you invested in yourself and you look for mentors. And it's like anything in business. If you look for a coach or a mentor for something you really want to do, 
that is the way forward now you don't have to go the traditional method for anything no I I agree with you I mean if it's something you want to do you'll find a way to do it I mean I feel very fortunate that I've got the sort of life that I can do that I know not everyone is in the same situation but I do believe if you've got a vision you can achieve it somehow and and that's what motivates me all the time well that's it even working it alongside your current job yeah you can do it in the evening you can practice at the weekend you can go out with your camera and try all different things i did a photography course years ago as part of my media a long long time ago where we had to actually develop them ourselves in the dark room when i come across those photos now I think they're in the loft. But I still think, wow, they're actually really quite creative. And I know some of that stayed with me because I'll look at people's pictures and go, why didn't they move that out the background when they were taking that photo? Or that looks like she's got a lamp on her head. Did, did, did <laughs> yeah, it's all in the detail. Well, that's the difference, I suppose, in, you know, someone who's just taking a photograph and someone who's an actual photographer because you do have more of an eye for all that detail but you should get those photos down from your loft and have a look at them and maybe put some in frames because I really do believe in the power of print well actually do you know what I'm going to ask you about AI now we record these on zoom and we've noticed there's an AI companion at the bottom today everything is going AI and I saw an advert I think it was on Instagram last night that your corporate headshots can be now done by AI. Do you know what? I'm gonna do, I'm just gonna try this, see what it looks like. Oh my god, it didn't look like me. The advert looked like they all look great. They also give me dark brown hair. I don't know why. You right. upload your photograph. And I'm thinking, no one would recognise me. It yeah. like my head plunked on top of a suit with a office background. Do you know what yeah. I mean? But it will it will get better. So, you know, there's always that. And I want to embrace AI, to be honest with you, because I, I think this you can't sort of keep it under the carpet sort of thing and bury your head in the sand with it. You know, it's going to get better and better. But the one thing it can't do is give a customer experience. And that's where I think I excel. I offer a full service customer experience. And so it's quite empowering and uh, feels good. You can't get that with AI. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, these days we're all about experiences for ourselves. Go out, have a massage, have a pamper day. And for me, I mean, I know I've booked in with you and I absolutely cannot wait. It's like having a pamper day. Like you said, it's an experience. You get that whole day feeling great feeling empowered, feeling like this is something for me. Now, whether you're capturing yourself in a professional way or whether you want to be fun or a bit sexy or whatever it is, you can do all of that. And I think having that experience is something that you're capturing the experience in a way, but you've got all those photos as well, which it's a two-in-one package, really. You're getting both. You're getting yeah. A day out and experience plus you've got these amazing photos 
I mean, I don't know if anyone's been in Alison's studio, but I absolutely loved it. I love places like that, but the photo of you and your husband, Andy, on the wall is just to die for. It's amazing. It's massive. I can imagine that at the top of the stairs at a stately home. It is so beautiful. And it captures just, well, it captures the essence of you and him. But it's something that, I don't know, there's something about it. And that's what I feel when I look at all of your photos. I go, oh, there's something else about it. And you were telling me that you did that on a timer because you were taking the photo. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was to celebrate a special wedding anniversary. And uh, we were going out that evening and I'd done a photo shoot that day. So I said to Andy, you know, let's have like a formal portrait and let's go and do it so yeah I set up my camera on a tripod and a timer I posed him do this do that look this way and then I ran into the shot took about six shots and then I think we did it four times till we got the the perfect shot and I love it and it is huge it's 60 by 40 inches and um, it's like the biggest you can get. It's it's in a, a, a beautiful frame and it's like a fine art finish to it. So it's archival. It'll stand the test of time. Although I was thinking, who's going to want that after I'm gone? Because it's so massive. <laughs> I don't know if my daughters will want it in their houses. But anyway, it shows people what you can achieve with a portrait and you know you can kind of work down in size from that but that's pretty much the biggest that you can get honestly you have to see it to believe it and I just think it's beautiful it's really really well done um what's your favorite thing to capture oh right well it's always the latest thing that I'm working on really that's what motivates me but I love photographing older people that seems to be my genre, seeing that I am one myself. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why you took my offer of a photo? <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. But I've just done an exhibition um, at Astley Hall, and that was photographing 50 women over the age of 50. And um, I started that just before lockdown and then obviously couldn't do it again. Uh, for a while but that was six years in the making and um, I thoroughly enjoyed it it was challenging um, but I mean nothing's worth doing really if it's not challenging and I got some amazing feedback and we had over a thousand visitors to the exhibition so it was a big success wow and it was showing women over 50 in a positive light and they all had a story And I worked with each of the women to tell their story, to find out how they wanted to be photographed, um, how they wanted to be seen. Some of them didn't know. They said, we'll just leave it to you, you're the expert. And some had a real good vision of how they wanted to be seen. And um, each of them gave me a photograph of their younger self. And they told me, an interesting fact about themselves. So I wrote a book alongside it that went with the gallery. And so people could see um, a bigger picture of, of the person in the portrait, you know, from where they came from to how they are now. And um, it was all very, very positive. And I know you champion anti-ageism. Yes. As I do. 
Um, Because you do get to a certain age and all of a sudden you're getting these adverts. And I look at them and I think, why are you sending me these old lady adverts? I'm not an old lady. And I don't want to be seen as, and I don't want to feel like, and I certainly don't want advertisers advertising to me as if I am. It puts me off them advertisers. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm very much into not putting people in boxes and not adhering to stereotypes at all. I'm a very big advocate of that. I think people should be who they want to be, wear what they want to wear, you know, and... um, and I like to showcase that in my images. I've just done a beautiful uh, photo shoot with a lady in her early 70s just um, last weekend. And her husband came in at the end and we had some portraits of them for their anniversary. And um, and that was amazing. And we had such fun because I styled her up. And um, yeah, again, it's all about that experience, you know. We talked before about how she wanted to be seen. And that photo shoot was a long time coming because that lady didn't feel worthy of having a portrait, which is really sad. But a lot of people do feel that way. But I always think, and I always say to people, actually, you know, it's not just for you, this. This is for your, your family, your friends, you know. Capture how you are now. We don't want to make you look 20. We want you to look great for the age that you are, however you want to be seen. And it's it's very powerful and empowering. Yeah, I think a photo shoot like that for wedding anniversaries and for significant ages would be wonderful because a gift of a photo shoot to a family member that might not do it for themselves and they might have secretly want to, but would never buy it for themselves. And I always think as well, going back to the power of print, you know, when you do lose somebody, the first thing you generally do is try to find a a photograph of them. Yeah. It's very, very powerful. I mean, I'm putting together a lovely legacy gallery at home of family members, and I just love that, looking through those old photographs. And it, it is very powerful when you look at that photograph and it evokes a memory, a feeling. I mean, if you've had a photo shoot as well with your partner or with your family, you also, when you look at that, you remember the experience of that day, what they felt like, yeah. and everything that surrounds that. And I yeah. think people forget that about photography. And I think I think it's going to live for a long time. I mean, we've just had a family photo shoot ourselves. I thought I'd better get in a in a photograph myself, <laughs> and um, it was a lovely day. So it was. It's just an opportunity for you to get together with your family as well. I mean, I'm not particularly a family photographer, but I, I do know the importance of you know having that yeah. legacy and capturing you know a moment in time because things change so fast. If you could give us um, one tip today, if you're taking a photo of somebody and you're not in a studio, what would it be? Find the light, I'd say, is the most important thing. Find the light because um, lighting creates mood. And so it just depends. You have to think about what you're trying to create in an image. Do you want it to be a moody photo, you know, with um, lights and darks, lights and shadows? Or do you want it to be 
a nice sort of bright and sort of flattering light because really the most flattering light is flat light but you can create lots of different moods so I'd say if you were outside then face where where the light's coming from face that light if it's a cloudy day that that's fine because the sun's sort of filtered it filters it out and it makes it nice and soft and if you're inside then try and sort of face the window lights but if you want to create something moody you can turn sort of sideways to the window and create like a Rembrandt light so that can be quite good as well so finishing off, if anybody wants to look at where you are, where do they find this amazing website with all these great photos? Right, well, my website is alisonmcmath.co.uk and that's the main place because I, I update that all the time. I'm putting new images on there all the time. Everything is on there. I'm very transparent with everything. So all my pricing's on there. Everything about the experience and what's included, it's all on there. And then obviously people can get in touch with me um, directly through the website. There's contact forms, my phone and email and things like that. Well, thanks for talking to me today, Alison. It's been great. Thanks ever so much for asking me. It's been really fun sort of sharing everything that I do and, and telling you about it all. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about me or my business or you want to start your very own podcast, contact me at voiceitpodcastagency.co.uk. I'll see you next time.